Bad Touch Podcast. I'm your host, Drew, with my co-host, Brian. Brian, I know you're feeling a little rough today. Uh, what was the cause of that? Hey, don't let Monday ruin your Sunday, Drew. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what I always say. Uh, man, no, so had a good day yesterday and went to the pool, had a couple beers, and then just kept the party rolling and definitely made that very calculated decision around like 9 o'clock to just say fuck it and keep drinking. Hey, those Sunday pool days can get dangerous in a hurry. <laughs> Dude, so yeah, it's just uh, waking up Monday morning, the hangover hits different. We all know that. So nothing but... Uh, seven miles of sprites and dusty roads dude it's just <laughs> it's just gonna be bad but uh no good night sleep tonight i'll be uh i'll be better what about uh how was your weekend man uh weekend wasn't too bad um had a girlfriend's family in town so we got to uh hang out with her little sister play a lot of games uh, so it was good to get to see them would have loved if nashville would have actually pulled out a uh a win in charlotte this weekend that was a bummer uh, I mean, I was hoping for a win, and now afterwards, I was just, I'd go back and just have us not get our ass kicked. <laughs> uh, it was pretty bad. I, uh, I, man, we had a couple of chances early in the in the match, I guess, uh, and then once the wheels fell off, I think they just fell off completely. Yeah, it felt like once we gave up, because we got that goal to go, what, down 2-1, and then all of a sudden, it just like the floodgates opened. You know, they scored one and then turned around and scored another in extra time. Um, definitely some things that need to change. Um, would have loved for Nashville to at least get a point on the road against Charlotte. I mean, an expansion team that <clears throat> they're trying to build up this rivalry and you start out and first game really against them and you go get whooped. Uh, that was pretty embarrassing on Saturday. Um, did see in the news that um, – they're looking at Shaq Moore as a uh, right back replacement for Nashville. That would be awesome. I guess like Montreal has something like looking rights or whatever, or I, I don't know how that works in the MLS. So I think that they have like right of first refusal kind of, but um, I, I guess the kind of internet saying that, that Montreal didn't want him or wouldn't, wouldn't sign him. Well, they just got Alistair Johnston well, last right, year. From Nashville. Yeah. Shocking. We'll take him back. Yeah, we'll take yeah, <laughs> we'll take him back if y'all want Shaq more. I mean, but uh, they need something. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, not doing anything is, it's, fr it's frustrating as a fan and season ticket holder. I think it's frustrating if you're on the team as well. Like, I mean, if you're a guy like Zimmerman or Hani or Randall Leal where it's like, they have the quality to be – I mean, clearly they've shown it. And it's like you just have a, a team that's just not built to compete right now. Yeah, I agree. And I just don't – there's so many frustrating – I don't – we've all been fans of teams, whether growing up or at college or whatever, that were dog shit. I mean, when I was a kid, the Packers, you know, before the Brett Favre, like when I was really little, they had Don Mikowski and, and some – whatever. They were not good. And – you're just like, okay, fine. Like, I don't expect them to be good. And you, you kind of change your expectations into, okay, we're not going to make the playoffs, but when the Cowboys come in or we play them, it's a huge game. Like, if we can steal one of those wins, that's cool. Like, my expectations are now set at that. Right. Um, but so, so it's, it's okay to be bad. I, tr I truly believe that. But don't act like you're not bad. <laughs> Yeah. So, so we, as a season ticket holder, I got, and I wish, I think we talked about this, uh, you know, a few episodes ago or whatever. I wish you could just call up 
the office and be like, Hey, give me the CEO or like, give me the coach and just voice your, because I, as a season ticket holder, I got an email from the CEO basically because renewals are due at the end of July, like drumming up, like, you know, momentum. Right. Trying to create some, uh, some buzz. Talking about like how awesome Geodis is and how great like the team is and how exciting it's going to be next year for like the league nations cup or whatever with, with, um, I think the, the Mexico league or whatever. And it was, it was just all flowers and all just roses and it pissed me off. Well, I mean, we're currently in the worst six game stretch in, you know, natural short history. You know, I mean, it's only been a couple of years, but I mean, I think we've gotten one win in our last six games. Yeah, and what five of those six have been at home, or something like that, or four of those six. Four have been of those at home? six have been at home. So I mean, it's not good results right now. And you got two opponents coming in this week to Geodes Park that are well, one LAFC this weekend on Sunday. They're the top team in the league, and they just got better. And so Gareth Bale's probably going to play. And then on Wednesday we're playing Seattle, who they had a tough game last week, uh, this last weekend, but they've been a team that's been hot probably one of the hottest teams in the MLS over the last month and a half. So, I mean, like this is like, there's a real chance that we go with, we have the worst eight game stretch in Nashville history. If something doesn't change. And I mean, some of it's got to be pride from players of like, we've got to go out and get results at home. And some of it's got to be management being like, we don't have the team. You know, I, I was looking at a stat earlier today. And at this point in the season, we had played 27 players last year. I think to this point we've played 19 or 18 players, so we just don't have the same depth. Clearly, the the you know the coaching doesn't have the same trust in the depth. Um, which I mean, when they put out subs and stuff, I mean you've seen it; it's terrible. Uh, so we've got to do something to address that. Hopefully, Shaq Moore. I mean, they're saying that if he came into the MLS, he would be arguably the best right back in the MLS. Uh, I mean, Yedlin for Miami; he's a stud. Um, but, I mean, that'd be a huge addition for us, especially the way we play, where we play the three center backs in the back, and then your outside backs, you know, Dan Lovitz and Alex Mule right now are the ones that are getting up and down outside channels. And so if you add a piece in there that's Shaq Moore, where it's like he's not going to have as many defensive responsibilities as maybe a typical right back would have. Uh, so it'd be – I'm excited about that. I still think we have some issues in the midfield that we've got to get settled, but – for sure. I mean, he's definitely an upgrade from Alex Mule or Eric Miller. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I just, something has to happen and it's tough. You know, I wish I knew, uh, and I'm not exposing myself. I just don't know much about the kind of financial and roster workings of the MLS, but you know, for Ake Loba to be a designated player and they play him like 15 minutes a game max, uh, you got to either get rid of them, I guess, or, or do something. I don't or play them or get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, I, they've been saying that Gary Smith and what uh, Ian uh, Ian R. Yeah, they, they, R- apparently R- they're R- keeping R- their like cards close to their chest in terms of transfer window. But I would not be surprised if we see Ake Loba on the way out. Uh, yeah, it's just he's a huge kind of salary, and they're not right. using him. I would say he was a huge financial burden, and we're not leveraging him. I mean, he could go out and you know have a successful career somewhere else, but I mean, right now he's just not getting the run, and when he is, he's not producing. So it's like something's got to give at some point. Yeah. Other the last thing I'll say about it, and again, I, I don't know. I mean, this just really my opinion, but I, 
from a fan standpoint, and we either go to every we go to every game or watch the all the way away games on TV. We don't really miss them unless you know we have a wedding or some whatever. Um, man, I think there's no sense of real urgency on the squad right now, and what that's leading to is some of the guys are being spectators. As opposed to, you know, having a high motor and always trying to, like, mark their man or get after the ball or whatever is a couple of the players just seem like they're watching what's happening around them. And, I mean, I think that's how you give up four goals. Because if you do that, you know, even if you're a very good player, you're always going to be a step or a step and a half behind the other team. Right. And, you know, in the critical moments, it's like you look and, like, you know, look um, – Joe's not been great, but no. Joe Will's not been great in, in, in net. But watching against Charlotte, some of those goals is like he didn't really have a shot because it was the guys in front of him that, you know, in a split second when they finally realized what was going on, the fucking ball's behind him. Oh, yeah. And you just can't. They, it's just like, oh, someone else is going to make the play. Or even that happened, too, with like Zimmerman. He like. Knew he couldn't get to it, so he looked like, okay, where's my support? And then all of a sudden, you could basically like see his heart sink out of his body on the field because he was like, oh, there's no one fucking there. Yeah, we have a couple guys on the field that just look lost right now. Yeah. It's like to play defense as a cohesive unit, you've got to be connected all the way across. You've got to be communicating. So it's like when that communication's not happening, you've got three runners coming in behind. And the formation that we play right now with having three center backs, there has to be communication with the wingers of, you got to get back and mark your man because they are the most outside players. Um, something's got to change. I will say, you know, something that you brought up, we can get past Nashville, but in terms of like Joe Willis not having a real shot at some of those balls, I was thinking about that when I was watching that Philly game on Friday night. Like, you know, it's tough to, as a goalie to let in seven goals, uh, but at the same time, like it was just shooting practice. Like, DC had given up. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad for that goalie because he was just like, I mean, there was one where it's like uh, the guy for Philly had a touch on the outside of the box and nobody closed him down and he just like tucked it right in the back net, like the, you know the side netting. And it's right. like as a goalie, you're like, dude, you gotta press up on that. You can't just give like a, a a guy on his dominant foot just a free shot from 19 yards away. Like, yeah, that <laughs> was dude, that guy. I watched that game too. That goalie for DC wanted to be anywhere, <laughs> but if you were like, "Hey, dude, go," I got you know, go stand in the DMV line for four hours, or he'd be like, "Please, I'll fucking like, take I'll, it. I'll fucking, <laughs> yeah. I will leave this field." Like he wanted to be anywhere but playing that game, and I get it. Yeah, no, I, I felt bad for him. That was probably the uh, that was the most shocking thing I saw all weekend was that fr- first game on Friday night. I mean, it was like the little peek under the hood i uh side took the under in that game under two and a half thinking <laughs> you know philly like they'll probably win this game one nothing two nothing um and all of a sudden i like um we're sitting at a bar having dinner and i look up and the game's been going on for 10 15 minutes and it was already two nothing i was like well fuck you know, <laughs> and the second goal they scored it was a guy that scored on a bike and i was like if they scored their second one on a bike at, in the 15th minute you're not winning this bet like it's just the under was was toast at that point. Yeah, yeah, it was cooked, man. I, I, uh, it's just tough. It was tough to watch. I, it, it kills me about MLS teams. Um, so many times this year, I feel that a team will go out and have a really dominating performance. DC went into uh, Orlando on Monday, July fourth, and 
for all intents and purposes, beat the brakes off Orlando. Oh, they dominated it. I mean, they dominated it almost start to finish. There was a, a small stretch where Orlando kind of, I think they came back to 2-3. But then DC basically, like after that 10, 15-minute window, put another one on them. Right. Um, and it's so incredible that, you know, and this is kind of, I guess I'm throwing lightning bolts from my throne in the sky a little bit. But like, how can a team have such a good game? Especially it's and not not carry that into their next match. I think some of it has to do with like um, an experienced team as opposed. Like I, I fully expect Philly to come out flying again this week. I think a young, inexperienced team like DC, you've got the result. You're feeling good all week. Like training's probably not as sharp. Like the whole nine yards, and then you come out there and it's like, oh, we're just gonna waltz through this or you know i mean it's philly so obviously you're gonna yeah. play tough but like you're feeling good yeah you know like oh we can compete with them when really it's like no they're by far a better team yeah. and they just fucking proved it yeah they just showed you yeah they shoved it right down their gullet Ugh. so yeah that was a uh definitely the most shocking thing um in terms of recap from the picks this week uh we both had a one and three week you had a plus odds play so you're up that week um on me you're currently still positive units. Uh, you're up 3.83 units on me for the competition. Uh, still got a couple more weeks left of, uh, of the competition, so we'll see how everything shakes out. But I did want to hit on the casual viewer. Um, the casual viewer is white hot right Hit again, now. yeah. White hot. We've hit five in a row or four in a row. Uh, yeah, four in a row, five of the last six. Up 8.56 units. Um if you're not tailing the casual viewer, you should be. I mean, that's been the bread and butter of this podcast, uh, you know, since we started doing it. Um, hop on board. I mean, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. No, and I, to repeat what we say every week, it's pretty fun to bet on and watch because you're just wanting carnage. Oh, you just want goals, um, and that's why that's why it's very appropriately named the casual viewer parlay because you don't have to know a lot about MLS, a lot about soccer. You can have it on in the background of a bar or a house party or just, you know, making dinner or whatever. Right. Um, and if you're trying to just test it out and get into the sport, it's like just throw on one of the games we have that, you know, in, in the casual viewer and just hope to see carnage. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like gambling, I think the most fun gambling is taking overs on football games or basketball games or player props or whatever. You always want like the over, you want to see, you want to see people succeed. So, like, it's fun whenever you all you're asking for is goals in right. soccer. So, right. if it's something that you have on the bar and you just look up from time to time and you see you've got two goals, you're like, hell yeah, like, fucking cash that bet, you right. know? So, that's definitely a fun one that you uh, definitely should be hopping on. Uh, check us out at Gambling MLS on Twitter if you want to see that casual viewer. We'll have two of them out this week, one for the mid midweek games, one for the weekend games. So, uh, have your alerts on. Get that in there. Ride with us. Uh, for the power rankings for this week, had a little switch up. I'm going to put NYCFC at five, Austin at four. You were talking about last week. They deserve respect. Yeah. They got an, had another good game this past weekend, so I think they deserve that respect. Um, whooped up on Atlanta. Yeah, beat, beat the piss off. Seattle had that tough game. Honestly, they should have they should have had a penalty in the first half. They had Raul Ruiz Diaz hit the post almost to end the half. So, I mean, they could have had two or three in the first half. Uh, got a red card in the 46th minute, second yellow. Yeah, yeah. They they what they lost by three, three nothing. Three nothing. But that that's one of those. And in, in soccer, it it seems like a very fine line. That game could have gone wildly different if 
you know, a couple balls bounce. Well, and even plays. even with ten men, it was a one nothing game up until like the 80th minute. Right. Um, and Seattle had a couple chances with ten men, uh, but then you know Portland got the second one, and then uh, they got one in stoppage time. It's just like a desperation Seattle trying to go for it. Um, at two, put Philly back at two. Um, LAFC at one. I mean, I think LAFC is pretty much locked up the one spot for the foreseeable future. Especially with these new additions, I don't expect them to get worse. Um, so, I like uh, I like where our top five's at. We've we've kind of been um, we've kind of nailed the top five. I uh, haven't had much shakeup here in the last couple weeks. Yeah, and I don't think we will. I think no. Now that we're like ha- more than halfway through the season, um, I think that you know for LAFC is a great example. Is more so now than ever, they would have to go on a wildly poor streak for us to remove them from the top because they are very much the class of the MLS right now. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, all right, hypothetical for this week. Brian brought this one up. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> yeah, well, this morning when I woke up, the superpower would have been to never get hungover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would take that. Uh, but man, so I thought about that. It's like, I what if you could just truly never be hungover? Like, not even. I mean, just wake up, just booze as much as you want, get a shit fit, blackout, whatever, and then you just wake up the next day and you're like totally, totally fine. What a narrow sided superpower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, what do you? How do you help people? You're like, well, I just help myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm yeah. just not hungover. Yeah, it's just it sounds pretty awesome though. But then I kind of thought about it. I was like, you know what? I think that a hangover is one of those things you have to just kind of honor because it keeps everybody in check. Yeah. Imagine how much people would like drink if they never had any repercussions, right? I mean, like I lay off liquor, you know, some nights because it's like, I don't want to be that hungover tomorrow. Right. It's like, if that wasn't an option, like I would just get out of control. Right. Which we, so like, that's very much, very obviously like not a great Choice. All right, so realistic so, superpower. So realistic is um, I, the so again the, the next one will be to fly. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's one one. Got to be. I mean, fly, but it's like so obvious. Is so I think the one I'll settle on is being able to like, what do they call it? Where I could like snap my fingers and just go anywhere. Like teleport. Yeah. yeah. Because like if you're at, like. Let's talk about being hungover. If you're coming off a seven-day bender at the beach and you're staring down an eight-hour drive back home, if you could just, like, snap your fingers and all your car full of buddies and everything is just back in Nashville, you are a fucking superhero, my yeah. friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely. You are the, you're the hero of the bachelor party. That's right. <laughs> you can just get everybody home. Yeah. Uh, even just, like, you wouldn't have to Uber. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, I want to go to the bar tonight and just pop over there. Yeah. Hell, I would take that if going to these Nashville games where it's, you know, you get out of the game and it's like an hour to get home because of traffic. If you could just like, I would just park like a ways away and just teleport to my car. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Or like the game's at 7, you're sitting on your couch fucking chilling till 6.55. You're like, oh, better go to my seats. (laughs) That would be sick, dude. Um, (laughs) What about you? Yeah, my thought, and this is probably pretty narrow-sided as well, but just like how hot it's been lately, I think it'd be sweet to be Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not only is it like it's hot outside, so you're like, 
you never have to go to the gas station and pick up ice. Like, you just fucking blast your hand and the beers are cold. You know, like, <laughs> or you're at the bar and it's like, or sitting on the beach or whatever, and it's like your beer's starting to get cold like the last half. You just, like, freeze it up a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, or, like, coffee in the morning is kind of hot out. You just, like, or, like, your coffee mug's kind of hot. You just, just stir it with your finger. And yeah. Just... I wouldn't use any utensils when cooking. Just, like, have ice hands just, like, <laughs> <laughs> flipping shit on the grill. Um yeah, it was tough because I was actually thinking teleporting, but I didn't want to go for the same one. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's it's very obvious. So, like, it would be the cool. convenience factor of like flying or teleporting. I think is like the what's so nice about this. Yeah, I actually so I've thought about this for, for years because a buddy said it. We were we were at like something like a bachelor party or something, you know, six or seven years ago, and we were loading up the car, and he was like, "Dude, I wish this was such just a fucking like Superman trip." And I was like, what's a Superman trip? And he's like, where you call Superman, he just comes and picks up your car and fucking flies you home. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah. So I've definitely stole that and used that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Another one that I thought about an honorable mention would be um, like um, Mr. Incredible where he can like stretch to get stuff. Oh, yeah. Imagine just like sitting on the couch and not having to like lean up to get the remote. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would use that power for. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We would not be good superheroes. No, no. I mean, <laughs> like, you don't want us as your friendly neighborhood superhero. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Unless you need a beer from like 100 yards away. Right. That's about the best I <laughs> <Yeah>. got. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, all right. Well, let's get into a couple of the games for this week. We, or We're actually just hitting on the weekday games. That's right. Uh, just with the uncertainty of who will be playing um, on the weekend games, just going to hit on a couple of the weekday games. So we've got one on Tuesday. And then a handful on Wednesday. Uh, first game I wanted to hit on was the Atlanta at home against uh, Real Salt Lake. Um, Atlanta coming off a bad loss to Austin. And then, what, Joseph Martinez was making some comments after the after the game, you know, calling out his team, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. So, to, just as a team, Atlanta, I mean, they had – it's a terrible loss. I think they were at home against Austin, got whooped up three nothing. But you know, in the last couple of weeks, they've not really had great. You know, they they went to Toronto and and drew a mediocre Toronto team. You know, talk about they may be on the upswing, right? But Toronto or uh, Atlanta's had some poor uh, results, honestly, all year, and that was part of his comments. I struggle a little bit though because he's theoretically a leader, so you can't just go in like week. 15 and say oh yeah we've like not had enough heart all year because it's like dude very true i'm glad you're saying it but you could have said that 12 weeks ago well i think there's some element of he probably did say that behind closed doors and then it's and like if, if guys like, aren't responding yeah. to it then it's like i'm gonna publicly call them out that way that you know not only am i keeping them accountable but now like all of the media knows that they're playing like we're not playing great so right. then it's like okay, like this narrative has now built up to this point where I've got to take it to the media and say that our team's playing like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Basically like, Hey everyone, you had your chance to ride the ship and you didn't. So now I'm going to like call everybody out. Um, the one thing, um, we'll see. I think it's like, honestly, it's probably the, it's, it's not like sort of the kill switch, but as a, to publicly call your teammates out, for not trying is one of the harshest things I think you can do. Yeah. And that's, um, that kind of gets me into the pick for this week. Cause like 
you know, all that talk of like, you know, you're calling your teammates out and you think in other sports when, you know, teams get called out, they typically respond. Um, I think with the injuries that Atlanta has right now, I don't think they have the talent to respond. Um, and if I'm RSL coming into Atlanta and I know they're on the, the fritz of being, you know, completely catastrophic right now, I'm going in there looking to bury them. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only sliver of hope Atlanta has is if this somehow successfully lights a fire, but you, then that means you need a locker room of guys that are like, you know what, Joseph Martinez, he's right. I'm a piece of shit. He's right. We got like, come on boys, let's go. When honestly, I would imagine that some of those guys are like, fuck him. You know, like he, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, there's, there's a certain element of like, he's not playing up to his standard right. as well. And so like, if you're a guy that you feel like you've been playing hard and like giving it your all and you see a guy call you out when he's definitely drug ass in a couple of these games. And so it's like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I'm kind of leaning RSL draw no bet at plus 185. Um, I, just after we've been talking about it, I'm going to have to go and look at some research on how RSL plays in an indoor stadium. Um, That's a good point. Is, yeah, just to not blindly bet them, even though Atlanta's in a tough spot. Right. So, going to have to check that out. Um, but next game we'll get into is the Chicago-Toronto game, a game that has a ton of history, um, a ton of history of goals as well. Uh, for two teams that are not exactly powerhouse i know toronto has had their stretch where they've been really good um but not powerhouses this year um i kind of like the over two and a half when i pulled up the odds on it, it's minus 150 really that's interesting i think the one thing that surprised me most about that game is chicago is minus money line is minus 165 i mean i think that's the most they've been all year um which for a team that's not very Good. I think they're bottom of the Eastern table. You know, I uh, it's not you're not getting any value, right. certainly. So you could argue that I mean, the Toronto plus four hundred money line is value, but man, it's one of those we've talked about this before. It's one of those weird lines where it's like if you're gonna bet anybody, Chicago's probably gonna win. The lines are telling you something. Yeah, the lines are telling you something. It's like they needed to make Toronto plus four hundred to get action towards that way. And if they had any shot, they wouldn't have had to make them. You know, they probably would have made them plus 250 and Chicago would be like plus 100 or minus 105 right. or something like that, right? So I think it's – the goals, to your point, would be a good bet. I would tread lightly on picking a side there because, look, it's probably Chicago, but if you want to lay minus 165 on Chicago, go ahead. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I will not. If I have anything on it, it's going to be goals-related or a flyer on Toronto. Um Probably not a full unit flyer, but possibly a flyer. Uh, last game I want to hit on for the week was the Cincinnati-Vancouver game. Two teams we haven't really hit on much on the podcast. Um, but I think it's a uh, you know an interesting game in terms of these are two historically bad teams that are having a positive year. Uh, you know, Both of them are in spots where at the start of the year you would not have predicted them to be. Um, so I think it's actually going to be a very fun game. Both these teams like to score goals. Um, I'm leaning over two and a half or Vancouver draw no bet. Interesting. That's That could be interesting. I think Vancouver is definitely a surprising team. I, the best way I can say it is the little I've watched them, they play how I wish Nashville would play, um, which is just a high motor, a ton of energy. 
Um, and, you know, I, I think they may not be the most talented, but, you know, they just beat LAFC 1-0 uh, at home, which is a huge win. You know, I think that they're, they're a team trending in the right direction. So that's a, that's a super interesting pick. Yeah, I will say that, you know, Cincinnati has been on a little heater. Uh, I know we were talking about this pre-show, but Brendan Vasquez, that forward for them, has really had a nice year. Um, and, if, I mean, if he keeps this, this form going right now, he could see himself on the, you know, the World Cup roster for the U.S. It'll be interesting for sure. He's definitely turned it on and found, you know, I know that they brought in a couple guys and maybe he feels less pressure or whatever. I'm not sure. I don't follow him that closely. But he's definitely a name you've seen pop up more and more on kind of the highlight reels and MLS Instagram page and, and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, they're doing some things right. It's just funny. It always, whenever I see Cincinnati, I just immediately think whoever they're playing is going to be like a over three and a half. Like it's going to be like 2-2 two, two or 3-2. Three, two. Yeah. I don't know why. No, I mean, I think that's like, because historically they've scored goals. They've never had a problem scoring goals. It's right. just a matter of their defense is way worse, you know. Um, so they've kind of gotten the defense figured out. I think they got a couple guys in in the offseason that's kind of like settled that back line. Uh, so I will be, uh, I'll be watching that game. Going to have something on that game. Um, check us out at Gambling MLS on Twitter for all those picks. Um, may not have anything out on the Austin Houston game on Tuesday night, but we'll have picks out for sure Wednesday mid morning, lunchish. Um, but we do have the casual viewer for this week, and Austin Houston is going to be in the casual viewer for the weekday games. Uh, so we will get that out probably Tuesday morning. So you'll have something, you know, Tuesday to bet on and watch. Um, so the casual viewer that we're going to have out for the midweek games, Austin Houston on Tuesday, Atlanta RSL, we hit on that one, Toronto Chicago hit on that one, and then DC Columbus. Uh, DC Columbus is another one of those matchups where historically there have been goals. Uh, so I like that one to at least have two goals. If you parlay all four of those games over one and a half, it is going to be plus 117 as of Monday night at 730 um so if you're listening to this get those picks in we'll have that out on twitter uh last thing before we get out of here for the day um hot takes what you got for us this week so i like this it's a little cathartic we introduced this hot take section segment whatever you want to call it a couple weeks ago uh and i think we've had some spicy ones i actually had a couple people that listen pushed back and told me that they were in heavy disagreement with you and they very much love Thanksgiving food. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't. I didn't get any feedback on really? that. That's funny. Yeah, I'm with you though. I think. Well, actually, I'm I'm half with you. Turkey sucks, but I'll I'll do everything else. Anyway, my hot take for this week, and I think, I think it's a hot take, is it should be publicly acceptable to shame people if they are not acting courteous. In public. In what sense? Well, so I think I more lean towards anybody that audibly FaceTimes, is on speakerphone, or listens to their music without headphones in public. On This used to happen on the subway in Boston a lot. And, and actually, I was at a sushi restaurant in Nashville two weeks ago, and literally two people sat down next to us and they propped their cell phone up and FaceTime somebody 
the entire fucking time they ate dinner. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I really, I think if I'm at a restaurant, that happens. I walk over there, hang up their phone, call them a prick or call them assholes and go back and enjoy my meal. That should be acceptable. I should not be the jerk in that situation. No, I mean, I think that you're you're definitely the asshole if you're the one that's on speakerphone or, you know, playing the music out. Like, everybody has headphones. Like, just use them. Even in that situation, it's like, if you wanted to FaceTime or whatever, you know, AirPods or whatever, where it's like, one person can be with one, you know, have one in and the other one can have the other one in. So it's like, you don't even have to be on loudspeaker like that. That's... That is a pet peeve of mine as well. And if you publicly shame somebody, I'm not going to be the one to call you an asshole. I just, yeah, I just, I just don't think you, people, you know, A, people shouldn't do it. And B, if you call somebody out, you, you brought, so you just brought up the AirPods. That is a sneaky, it's a good move, right? AirPods are a great invention and I own a pair. Like, I feel like everyone owns a pair and they're incredible. Walking the dog, I don't have to deal with the cord or lifting or like anything like that. I will say I've got a slight vendetta against AirPods because on multiple occasions I was next to somebody or like standing like in line or whatever. And someone was like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, good. How are you? And they like turn and I see the (laughs) the other, the other side, they've got an AirPod in and they didn't have one like the side of their head I could see. And they're like, Oh, like on the phone. Like I was like, Oh, Damn. Like, that's tough. That's like the, the new age version of like the somebody waves at you from across the street, but it's really just the person behind you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I feel like, I don't know if, if it's just, you know, one thing I'm just bad at or whatever, but that's happened to me a multiple times. Maybe I'm just too friendly. It's like, oh, I'm like, hey, hey, how's it going? They're like, no, no. Like, Suzanne's behind you. I'm yeah. Like, Fuck. I used to do it a lot more in college when like you knew everybody, you know, right. like. And so if somebody was waving, I would just be like, oh, I must have met them at the bar, you know, whatever. And I'll like wave. In Nashville, I've kind of gotten away from it just because there's so many people here that I've never met in my entire life. And when I see a stranger waving, I'm like, surely to God, that's not for me. Like, <laughs> I do like, you know, like a double take of like looking around, see who's waving. Um, but yeah, that is that is a definite pet peeve of mine. It's just like the loudspeaker. Yeah, I just don't understand it. What, uh, do you have a hot take? Yeah, and it is a hot one. Oof, I'm interested. I don't know it. So I grew up in the South, went to school in the South. All of my friends get married in the South. Stop inviting me to summer outdoor weddings. It's terrible. It's terrible. (laughs) I mean, the, we were kind of talking about it before the show, but like the, the formal wear for guys for weddings, like girls complain about it being hot and they'll be like, oh, I got the fan and everything. I'm like, you're not the one in a wool suit from head to toe. Like, I've got wool suit plus socks that are pulled up to my fucking kneecaps and wood sole shoes, and they're complaining about heels and a dress, you know, flowy dress. And I'm like, if you're inviting me to a summer wedding in the South, it better be, like, in a church, in some kind of, you know, event space or whatever. I do not want to go out and sit in the sun in a full-on wool suit for your summer wedding. Yeah, I've been to a few of them. it's unbelievable i don't even want to get the mail no in this heat you think i want to go sit outside and i mean it's i guess you could say if it's like on a beach and there's a really lax dress code that's different maybe yeah but like 
in the middle of a farm field next to an old barn because it's pretty and it's just there's no breeze. The humidity is like a hundred percent. Yeah, it's like you might as well throw the suit out. You're not coming back from that at all. Well, I hit on it a couple episodes ago where it's like I had to pull the move where I was like pitting so hard at this wedding that I had to keep my jacket on the whole time. If you invite me to a summer outdoor wedding, I have to do that because I'm going to be sweating my ass off the whole time. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. I know it's a hot take that my sister is getting married next year in June, um, which will be in Tennessee, and it's going to be hot as fuck, and I'm going to be in a, a suit of some sort. I don't have tux or a suit, but it's not going to be breathable. I'll tell you that. They should make a dry fit suit. I was just going to say, maybe we're onto something. Maybe like a suit with like venting or something. I just need like, I need like the like mesh, mesh that they got in the shorts, like right in the crotch. Like if you just gave me like the crotch breathability. Oh yeah. Cause there's nothing like your balls are just sweating just from like just being. Oh, it's like they're in an oven. Yeah. Literally baking, baking alive. So yeah, that's, that was my hot take. I'm sure some people will agree with me more on this one than the Thanksgiving food, but if you've got a summer wedding, please do it inside. Yeah, I, it seems like common sense. Maybe our hot takes should be common sense section. Ours? It's like, don't Our, fuck everybody else over. I think ours kind of match because it's just a, it's a courtesy. Thing. It is a courtesy thing. It's just like, and you can, you can argue that, hey, you know, you can sit there for the half hour ceremony and then, you know, all free beer, open bar, blah, blah, blah. But no. No. It's not worth. No, it's, it's not. It's not worth. It's not worth the eight beers I'm going to drink at your reception. No, we, I swore them all already. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'd, I'd rather go pay twenty bucks and get a case and sit in the air conditioning. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like maybe we need to bring in like live streaming weddings. Be like, yo, so it'll be like, I don't want you to Facetime in public. I'll fucking shame the hell out of you. But can you go to my buddy's wedding and like? FaceTime me from the wedding and just hold your phone up so I can see because I'm not going to sit outside. There were some uh, some COVID weddings where people they had like links to a website where you could like watch the ceremony and stuff. Maybe just like bring that back full time. Yeah, I mean obviously it's not the same, but like if it was like a friend of a friend that you just got invited to this wedding and you don't really want to go to it, but like you could say that you were on the live stream and you saw it happen. I mean, I'd just throw it on the second TV while I had something else. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Got the MLS slate on one TV. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that's interesting. Yeah. Before we get out of here, would you rather have a wedding on on a Saturday in the fall or a summer wedding, but it's outside? No, a wedding on Saturday in the fall. I don't really, I don't really get too bent out of shape. I think what you're getting at is like college football and like big. T- no, look, we all got shit to do. I guess you got a chance of missing like the iron bowl or like something crazy. But if it's just a random Saturday at college football, I'm happy to go to your wedding. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent on the same page. That just thought just came to me. So yeah. I thought I'd see what, uh, what's your opinion on. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else for the people before we get out of here? Man? No, I don't. I hope everybody has a good week. Thanks for listening at gambling. MLS is our Twitter. Uh, Drew's done a really good job of kind of keeping up with the tweets. And um, I think uh, it, putting both our, my picks and his picks out. Uh, it's really fun to follow. It's super easy to follow our picks. We usually get them out the morning of the games. So, you know, definitely take the casual viewer and hop on some of our picks. I need some riders. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will see you on the next episode of The Bad Touch.